perspective on the world of professional wrestling no inside sources no ties to the industry just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you and now on to our topic today fall brawl 97 hit us up on instagram at owp2019 click on linktree you can find us on several platforms including apple spotify soundcloud youtube iHeartRadio, stitcher google podcast and don't forget we are now part of the wrestle hub family all about wrestling podcast Hit them up at the Wrestle Hub on YouTube and Instagram. Guys, you ready to talk about Fall Brawl? It's September. I wanted to choose this because Fall Brawl used to be a September staple in WCW from 93 on. And uh, we're also going to record at the same time, not on this episode. We're going to split it up, but Unforgiven on the WWE side of the land of wrestling. A little behind the scenes, guys. Yes. No. The, the WWE on the other side of the uh, uh, wrestling spectrum. Unforgiven was there September staple for a long time. So we're going to be reviewing both of them, starting with Fall Brawl here, and then we will also do Unforgiven. I'm excited because I did not expect to like this pay-per-view as much as I did when I rewatched it. I was no. like, fuck, like on some of these matches. So we'll get into this shit and do some shit and shit. All right. I'm going to go ahead and hit the first match up. All right. Well, first of all, let me do my... Where was it, Dave? How many was he tenants, Dave? Where were they? Yeah. Oh, I got you. They were um, in uh, uh, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. <laughs> there was about 12,000 motherfuckers in this arena. Yeah. Uh, for oh, so they were at Dave's mom's house. Yes, yeah, so they were at Dave's mom's house. That's right. That's it was right. September 4th, 1997. Little landscape of wrestling at this time. WWE was still trying to figure their shit out. They were about a month away from Stone Cold Steve Austin being dropped on his neck by Owen Hart at SummerSlam. I believe there was just under 12,000 people at this event. Right? Yes, there was 12,000 motherfuckers, as I said earlier, Dave, um, yeah. uh, in this building. <laughs> um, so, but on WWE That's, side, well, you they talk were still so much, to... we don't listen to half of it. What? This is true. Probably true, actually. <laughs> it's your fault, though. You should go back and listen then. Um, so, <laughs> oh, no. so, WWE, like, or WWF, excuse me, back at this time, was still trying to figure out the Hart Foundation was the number one heel stable in WWF over there at the other side. WCW Nitro was firmly in control of the ratings war here at September of 97. They were about six or seven months away from suffering their first defeat in 83 weeks. But here, the NWO still reigns supreme. Jess, where was Hogan? Huh? Where was Hogan? Hogan doesn't like to do B pay-per-views, as they say in the business, even though he's done some (laughs) fall brawls in the past. Uh, Hogan only wrestled about like four pay-per-views a year and a handful of Nitros, so... Hulk Hogan was taking wow. a contract breather um, on this one, but he was still the I, leader of the NWO wow. here. Uh, he was still world champion, I believe, um, at this point. Actually, yeah. Um, he was going to lose it in a couple weeks to Lex Luger, and then he would beat Luger back in four days at Road Wild, the so, financially so, successful so, so he Craig, chose to do Road Wild, but not 
Fall Brawl war game. Yeah, you know what? So he, he I, I'm was backwards, at the... actually. No, let me correct myself. I'm, I'm whoa, ridiculous whoa, right now. Whoa, whoa. Uh, we're to start over. August, September. So Austin <laughs> had already been dropped on his head at this point. SummerSlam was the month before this. So Bret Hart won the world title from The Undertaker, was the head of the Hart Foundation heel faction. Austin had been dropped on his head a month out at this point. And uh, Hulk Hogan did the whole thing. He beat Luger beat him on a great moment on Nitro, but Hogan beat him like five days later at Road Wild in August. Here we are in September. Got now, it, but that uh, was an active month for that, Hogan. He wrestled two that, times in the span of 60 days, Craig. Hogan had to take a break. Oh, but, why? But to, exhausted. What a warrior. Your, what a road but warrior. To answer your question, Craig, he was at the Hogan beat shop. That's where he yes. was. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Brother, chilling. Hey, brother, brother. My beach up, brother. I have some surfboards, brother. So yeah, so they were in uh, North Carolina here, which is Ric Flair country and Horseman country, which we'll uh, we'll talk about later because it does play into all this. Twelve thousand people. That's the climate of wrestling. Now we're going to go into this bad boy here. Um, the first match is like right away when I say these names, I'm like, well, of course, um, yeah. Eddie Guerrero and Chris off. Jericho. Uh, took on each other for the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. Chris Jericho was the defending champion here. Eddie Guerrero would defeat Chris Jericho to win the Cruiserweight Championship in 17 minutes and 19 seconds. Again, Jess, I'm going to go. Okay, what ahead, sorry. was Chris Jericho's music, WCW music? And why on the, it's the worst thing on the network yes. to hear some, break the, break the walls down, which was not his music, but I do correct. not remember his music being a, a license problem. Yeah, it what was, was it? it was a generic WCW, like pick them theme music. It was really ridiculous. Like, it wasn't even the... He didn't get the ripoff of an even well, flow from Pearl Jam until he turned heel. And this <laughs> well, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a really, you know, unknown thing about Jericho's last contract where he's like, all the shit on the network, you're going to have to put break the walls down on and record over, or I won't sign. Honestly, I, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised because it just it, it didn't work. I hated him listening to that before we even get yeah. into it. But yeah, man, I'm it, kidding, it took I'm me kidding. right that away. Didn't don't go. Well, you know, what? we don't have any. But I'm trying to think. Dude, what, it possible. must have been some some <laughs> instrumental, right? Some instrumental rock thing. Yeah, no, it's dumb. It was. Uh, it was it, this. He wasn't even Monday Night Jericho yet. Here, he was about. I want to say like four or five months away from finally turning heel. But Eddie, on the other hand, had started to turn heel already. Yeah, here, and you start to see heel, the yeah. early. It was really awesome to see Guerrero at the stage. Oh my god! He was trying his, to get his heelness and this down. whole thing from the second yes. he walked out to every yeah. move, knew where the so camera was. I'm, I'm complaining about hair pulls while doing but hair I'm pulls. I'm gonna do. Yeah. I, I forgot to go. We're gonna do thumbs up, thumbs yeah. in the middle, thumbs down for every match here. I'm just gonna go to my notes and I'll let you guys take it all. More eight viewers know how this works, Jess. My stop it, David. Um, <laughs> my <laughs> damn it, David. Uh, my my notes were go to your room. <laughs> I'm already in my room. What? <laughs> My notes were, man, these two were good. Watching Eddie become a heel is fantastic. Uh, how good was everything? Thumbs up. Just go. I can't say enough good. These guys were fan-fucking-tastic. Like, great professional wrestlers. The movement. Eddie, I hate watching him. I hate him because he's yeah, it not him. I hate watching him because he's gone. And it sucks. And he's so good. He's I so love him. I love, and I love Jericho, too, but I love Eddie Guerrero. And uh, you guys take it. Go ahead. Those were my notes. I'm glad that you mentioned Unforgiven that we were kind of we were going to record on the same night unforgiven 2002 review because seeing guerrero and edge uh in that event back to back with this one in the same kind of two-hour period was um was amazing to see his evolution to see how he changed his style um but man i think watching this match at fall brawl you got the feeling he loved playing heel he enjoyed it his intensity 
the way he messed with fans and the way he looked at the camera and knew where the camera was and the way he even did like three in a row. It's so old school. But the first five minutes, he had three like, hey, ref, pull him a hair, pull him a hair. And it worked. And the crowd was hype. And they went 17 minutes. And um, it was it was fantastic. It wasn't five star, but it was so enjoyable to see. No, yeah, it, you're right. But like, I was watching all of their wrestling moves, and I was like, "God damn it!" Like, these guys were both so fucking good, well, and they trusted each other, and they were so they fluid. Just, what, what did you I mean, give it, Craig? Obviously, well, no, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, thumbs up. Sorry. Yeah, yeah that's a it's a no brainer. But talk about those, some of those moves. You know, Jericho recovering, hitting a power slam. I mean, uh, you know, Jericho doing a release German suplex, and Eddie pretty much landing on his head and neck, and just you know, the power bomb avoidance. Um, Eddie tries to get her a Karana Jericho power bombs in like, and then a second power bomb when he hangs on, and then he dumps him into the buckles the third time around. Uh, just phenomenal stuff, stuff that you know I don't want to say only cruiserweights can do, but probably only these guys can do, especially for 17 minutes and have us not go. Oh, I gotta go get a drink. Uh, you're glued the entire time. Total thumbs up. It's not even a question. A lot of people, I, I looked at reviews from years ago to check out what's going on, and almost everyone says, yeah, that's your match of the night, guys. <laughs> so Yeah, fuck. Um, like, it was awesome. What an opener. And, and you could you could argue if you used them correctly and built them up in storyline, this would have been your main event, which these guys were uh, not to they, main event. They were so years away from it, but yeah, like they didn't know what they names, had. You're like, exactly. of course. Yeah. But I'm like, no, they weren't the Chris Jericho and the Eddie Guerrero yet. At this point, but you watch them, you go back and watch. I'm like, God damn it. Like, I was just, I loved it. I was not expected yeah. to be blown away by no, the opener right out of the gate. And I was like, God, man, this match was really good. So, let and me it didn't feel like okay. a cruiserweight match either. It felt like a grudge match. It was good. Yeah, it was very good. Yeah, so, you could tell by just the moves they're using. This doesn't, this doesn't work like a regular cruiserweight match. They were, right. they were going hard on each other and it worked out great. So, Did you track the interviews it. on this, Dave, or no? The interviews, uh, what I see here is that Larry Zavisco joins the commentary team. In my next place, and then backstage, Jeff Jarrett answers a few questions on the WDCW nope. website. So nothing happened. Uh, so the, <laughs> the next match is a is a tag match: Harlem Heat versus the Steiner Brothers. Now, I didn't think I was going to like this because they they wrestled so much. Not because I didn't like either team because they're both really talented, but this this match also following the other match, I was like, oh, fuck, it's going to be hard. But I loved this match actually. Um, my notes were. Face managers make no sense, and I'm talking about Ted DiBiase, um, unless your name is Paul Ellering. I don't know any other face manager that that made a difference anywhere. Maybe you guys can think of one. But uh, Paul Ellering fit with the Road Warriors because he was really their babysitter from real life in the back. Um, but, like, Ted DiBiase here was, like, a, a good guy manager. Like, ah, Steiner. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I was like, no, nah, it's weird to watch. <laughs> but um, yeah, but Scott was blown up before the bell yeah. rang because this was – Scott's determination in this time of his life was to get massive and bloated, and he was fucking huge when he came he out here. Big. He was blown up and breathing hard when they were facing off in the ring before the bell rang. He was like literally like, <sighs> like probably making noises like, <sighs> like as he's like facing off. And I was like, oh my god! Like I thought he was gonna like blow the whole match, but it actually was great. Um, Steiner Brothers actually showed Harlem Heat a lot of respect. Usually in matches, Steiners will be stiff as shit and not give a shit, but they were very. 
professional with the with the Harlem Heat. Like, and, and not to mention watching Harlem get in the ring. They're I forget how big both those motherfuckers are. They're gigantic men, and like, but Steiners are big too. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? Like, I when they first got in there, I was like, God yeah. damn, I forgot how big Stevie Ray. They was. were four fucking specimens. Even yes. like you had the workers between Booker T and Scott, but they all yeah. four of them were huge at this point. And so I, when the match started going on, it was stiff. It was professional. They showed Harlem. They let Harlem get their moves in. They did a lot of really good stuff. And uh, that missile drop kick from that Booker did onto Rick Steiner on Stevie Ray's shoulder was insanity. And then like the surprise ending with the the Steiner line into the German suplex by Rick was crazy. Yeah. And I was like, wow. And then it ended clean with a nice pin, no screw job. I was like, thumbs up. Like I was like, what a match just, that was. Uh, that was a great uh, match. Before we move to Dave. It's n- even saying missile drop kick does not do it justice. It was no. a doomsday drop <laughs> yes. kick. It was Stevie Rick Ray Steiner had, on the yeah. shoulders of yes. Stevie Ray, or maybe might have it backwards and Booker T giving a drop kick, but he just Rick didn't protect himself very well. Like just ouch. It was even more dangerous than doomsday device if you could imagine that yeah. a drop kick from another dude's shoulders. Yeah, this was sorry, a, Dave. Go ahead. No, 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 you're fine. I mean, you know, just just think about you know Rick coming in and power slamming Booker for a two count. I'm just. I, I, the way the way when I see Harlem Heat and the Snyder Brothers in the ring, there's a reason why other rings are a square foot larger. Like they're too big for this ring. Like, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, you know, you remember, you remember, I never just had it. You had the WWF ring, and you would slingshot your wrestlers, you know, off the ropes and into the other wrestlers. That's what it feels like, and that's the only downside to a match like this. When these guys are this big, they need that extra foot. I know that sounds stupid, but these guys are massive. Like the, the it. There's a reason why 300 pound guys and shit are close to it. They need like the 20 by 20 because this is getting ridiculous. At the same time, a lot of people didn't like this match according to the reviews I saw. But I'm like, what are you? Why? What are you talking about? I know. Talking. Well, <laughs> like, why? It's, why? It's dumb. Like they they say ho hum nothing but you. Know, I'm like, what are you talking about? Jesus. Like, so yeah, this, this is like, I will hear. on WCW Saturday night we see a fucking missile dropkick from a doomsday device position. Every <laughs> exactly. Oh, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, what I, yeah. yeah, and I'm like, I can understand it, that. It, I can understand that perspective uh, from that fan, but they're wrong. I and I think right. I wanted this to be better than it was. Good point. Myself That's watching, good. I hadn't seen a match in a long time, and then I knew that it wasn't going to be the match that it was going to be because, to Jess's point. It was swollen hair dye, Scott Steiner. Yes, yeah. He when he's when he's 20, 30 pounds less. Yes. And he had long wavy hair. He, like he cat, could move man. with the best of him. Yeah. He was so swollen, so bloated. Rick was the small guy in yeah. this, and which is crazy. And there was that period when he was. My notes say didn't appreciate Scott's forearms to Stevie's head to start. <laughs> Scott uh, Scott Steiner starts giving these really stiff forearms to Stevie Ray's head yeah. to start. I was like, oh shit. The crowd love the Steiners. If I, if I they were a real so, dick, though. What, what, when they what did the Rick is, underneath Scott Bulldog is, thing. But what else is Steve yeah. Ray good for than the forms of the Oh, man. I mean, um, <laughs> it was amazing. And then um, that Doomsday dropkick, they ended it shortly after that Doomsday dropkick. Jess and I had a conversation mm-hmm. before where I had thought that Rick was concussed and they had to end it early um, because they, the next move after that Doomsday dropkick was the, the finish, the finish yeah. but maybe it was just the way it was. But ma- suplex, right? Yeah. Well, it, it could have been, it could have been better for this environment coming off of um, Jericho <laughs> and Guerrero. I was fully on board. I'm just, I'm just I loved gonna, it. I'm sorry. Give me the thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs up. Sorry, it's thumbs up. Thumbs up. Okay. 
I'm going to give it a thumbs up, and I'm going to read this just to piss off Jess, because I like reading reviews of other people. What they oh, think shit. D- Dave. God like. damn it, Dave. <laughs> okay, so um, hold on. Let me, Jess, let me, look at me. Let me get the We're right, good. Let me make sure good. I get the right person good. here. Wrestling Recaps is the, is the site, by the way. Oh, so credible. Um, Go on. Yeah, so credible. <laughs> um, right off the bat. <laughs> this is great. It it's, uh, says, um, ho-hum, nothing much doing, all pretty much autopilot by the number stuff, and there's no. very little that pisses me off more. Who, this is a moron. I don't know. This is an actual it moron that, that fucking browser. Like, honestly, Stop like, it. there's no, what is ho-hum about a missile dropkick <laughs> on his shoulders? See, I tried to find a middle ground, and David, you brought it back. The I, am, I am doing this every time we do a match. I'm, I'm reading stupid reviews online when we go to these matches. By the numbers it doesn't help. St- Rick Steiner's, you know, bulldog off the top rope into Scott Steiner doing the Frankensteiner one, hey. two, three. That's ho-hum. That's Steiner brother ho-hum. If, ho-hum you, have a pro- not- if you have a problem, just write to wrestling recaps, I, okay? Just No, they're probably right. like not even in existence anymore because um, they suck. <laughs> They probably spell new. They probably spell There's news. So or they're millionaires. Yeah, oh, they're <laughs> millionaires. Yeah, one of the two. They're yeah. either done or they're fucking super rich and right about everything. I um, created an app off of my yeah, wrestling recaps. They probably recaps, spell news which... with a Z. So whatever. So Aww. so okay. And there's nothing ho hum about the missile drop kick or the untypical ending of the Steiner brothers. A Steiner line into a German suplex and a pin. That is not ho hum. Hey Craig. Fuck you. It's yeah. a thumbs up. Nothing. Hey, Cra- hey Craig. Nothing yeah. No, I, I give it a thumbs up for Scott. Scott, Scott Steiner takes a lot yeah. of abuse in this hey, match, hey, and it takes uh, he go he takes some shit outside <laughs> yes. too. Like he gives it's to Jess's earlier first kind of point of giving respect. There was a lot. They all hey. took damage here. Yeah, Craig, you can't get it was mad wonderful. because so, I think we, I think we just found a gym here. I'm just gonna read. So to, so to quote him, to, no, to quote this guy, <laughs> to quote this guy, nothing pisses me off. Move more. on, nothing Dave. pisses me off more than a third rate fucking See, dirt rat. Move it up. See. Thanks, Dave. Move on. Pay, like, fucking Dave, listen to him. He's Sorry. out of control. Anyway. Move on. Okay, next match. <laughs> Dave, Fire what did up, you, give, you give a thumbs up, you said? Fuck, Dave. The, the, yeah, the I give it. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. We also said <laughs> even a question. Talk about a ho-hum match. The next match is... See? God damn we're, we're one match in. Ultimo Dragon versus Alex Wright for the WCW TV Championship. Alex Wright's the defending champion here. I'm just going to go mm-hmm. to my notes. I never got Ultimo Dragon. I know he's big in Japan. I know a lot wow. of people talk. I never really bought into Ultimate Dragon. He never excited me. I think I got spoiled with Ray and Dean and those guys and Ultimo didn't show me anything new. However, however, I only really saw his <laughs> WCW stuff. I, I've only seen a few things in New Japan. I'm sure he's a lot looser and a lot stiffer in New Japan. That's where they wrestle. So I, before people get crazy, before uh, Wrestling Shit Show or whatever the guy's name is that wrote this fucking review, like, here's me. I like that. Um, whatever his dumb fucking ignorant name is. Um, like, so I, I just never got him Fuck in WCW. I, I never cared I'm for so, his character. I'm so happy right now. This match, this match, however, was the longest match other than the main event, which was a War Games cage match. This match went over 18 minutes. It was way too yeah. long. The guys, yeah. the guys did work hard. I will give them, but nobody cared about either character. The crowd was dead. Um, I will give it a thumbs in the middle because they are good athletes. They didn't flub anything. It was just way too long. They could have shaved five minutes off this match, no problem. I, I um, I apologize that uh, one third, one fourth of this podcast is racist. That doesn't like German people or Japanese wrestlers. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> you do too much of the same maneuvers the other guys probably just 
I didn't say anything about Alex Wright. <laughs> no, uh, this uh, I, I agree with you. It was cl- it was clunky. They spent way too much time on it. They wanted to push Alex Wright to the moon so much and he was here. A heel here. I kind of he was a heel dancing. Even Alex Wright. Oh, right Super away. Evil. Like I almost tuned out. Like. <laughs> Uh, I will agree that the Ultimo nine belt, seven belt, whatever it was, never really clicked. Yeah. They didn't even click here. It did, um, although Alex tried. I won't give it they thumbs both, down, but I'm they I, both I, tried. They truly did. You're yeah. right. It, it was thumbs in the middle, like uh, all jokes aside, but too long. And, and how it, far what, buried was the WCW TV title here? No one gave a I shit am. about it. Uh, did one of these guys have a belt? Yeah, yes. Alex, Alex Wright was, <laughs> Alex Wright was TV champion. Oh no, Alex did, yeah. didn't he? You wanna and then beat Ultimo, do you, which is funny because I don't think I remember ever Ultimo ever losing a belt. Do you want me on any night show? Even, I just remember him even have, coming out with nine yeah, of twenty five belts in a wagon. Um, it's so stupid. Do you want me to, do you want me to, it, you want me to read but, the review here? <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, go, go ahead, fucker. You've been, but honestly, you only have twenty seconds. Like, mm. pick the best, uh, worst one. Dragon carried right to a very good match here. First ten minutes were sluggish due to all the right chin locks. His array okay. drop kicks. Stop! And stop right locks. there! Stop right there! Stop right there! The match was eighteen minutes. The first ten minutes were sluggish, which is over half the match. So you're saying over half the match is sluggish, but it's a, he carried him to a good match. You're a fucking okay. dolt, my friend. Dave, over half the match done. was slow and sluggish. Listen to what you wrote. I'm doing this. I'm doing this every week. Fuck, now. Never mind. Just no, go. You're, you're not. You're not. Um, no, no, I give it. No, I we also said, this guy's um, a moron. He's an absolute moron. You give it what? It, 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 it was enough to get me fast forwarding more than once, but the finish was well put together nope. and it dragged oh, the rating. He carried him to a stuff. pretty good match. I fast forwarded more than once. You dip shit like you, then it's a bad match. Not the due wrong, for sixty two. What does Dave Butterfield give the match? The, thumbs up. Thumbs, thumbs middle. middle. The, the wrong man still all has right, the so belt. So we're all thumbs middle. Next match. <laughs> okay, you're welcome. The next Jeff. match is, is, Thanks, is Dave. Rightfully, you should go. This is gold right now. What are you talking about? The next match is Jeff Jarrett versus Dean Malenko. Oh uh, Jeff Jarrett had Deborah in his corner. With 14 minutes, uh, 14 minutes, 53 seconds. I'm going to read my notes. It is tough. Both guys had a hard time connecting with the crowd. I think when you get Dean outside of the cruiserweight umbrella, Dean was hard to resonate with the crowd. Jeff Jarrett, for some fucking odd reason, I love Jarrett. I don't know why people shit on Jarrett. They just, but he did not. This WCW run was not good. Um, uh, the work was very solid. If you watch their movement and their work, they worked well with each other. Uh, Jarrett is very underappreciated, I feel. Um, I screamed in horror, however, when Tony Schiavone said, oh, and by the way, the winner of this match gets the next shot at the United States champion, Mongo McMichaels. And I almost wanted Hell to yeah. give it a thumbs down for Hell that yeah. reason. Um, but I'll give it Hell a thumbs yeah. in the middle because they worked hard. But the fans did not accept Dean Malenko outside the cruiserweight division because he had no charisma. And I love Dean. I love Dean. And Jeff Jarrett, for some odd reason, his run here in WCW did not click. Maybe it was the dumb top, the fucking strip thing he was wearing. I don't know. Um, but 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 if you just watch the work, like they were fine. Like they yeah. worked really well. Jeff Jarrett really like changed his style in there to work with a much shorter Malenko because I noticed Jarrett changing his bumps and the way he would take certain things. So I thought both guys are just super great professional wrestlers. They really both are. I give it just a thumbs in the middle. The storyline was boring. I remember live when I watched this as younger Jess in 1997 that I was like, God, I just don't care about the storyline. I really don't. So that's my, go ahead, Craig. Sorry. Uh, I have a lot to say about this match. I have a lot. Uh, I want to explain about this match, but I think <laughs> what I'll, I'll, what I'll let speak for me um in my review is a, the first review that dave has to say about this match and i think that i wrote this and that's what i want and i want dave to read 
but I don't have an opinion myself. Um, what I did for, is I wrote on a website many years first ago, thing is and I want Dave to just read it. Three, three stars. <laughs> That's what this very, person said? Yeah. Very long for what it was. First half of the match had a grand total of nothing going on. Still, yeah. they got me back with the psychology of working the yep. knee into a knee yep. submission. Jeremy yep. Michael made more sense for the following match, so I guess I reluctantly agree with yeah. the booking, as well as though WCW weren't aware of Jarrett's reluctance to re-sign with them. He jumped ship. Yeah, read my mind. Soon afterwards. That guy. Whoever they I, heard I that douchebag was so read my mind. I agree with that. I, it, cause it I know. You're stuff bad. It wasn't bad. Like, <laughs> I give yeah, it a thumbs in the middle because I respect both guys, but I could easily say if yeah. somebody gave it a thumbs down, I would not complain. What do you yeah. mean? Yeah. Apparently, there's also a WCW, or sorry, an NWS segment which was heavily booed between this match and the next with Nash and his faction. Yes. They were, oh, they attacked they were doing a, like black and white the, vignettes yeah. and everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 So uh, wait, uh, didn't they attack? They attacked, they attacked um, Kurt, Henning. Kurt Henning. Yes, they attacked Kurt Henning. Which we'll get yes. to. They didn't need to attack Kurt yeah, Henning. They did. Everything's Next fine. Time. Everything's fine. I think they he really was did. Okay. Uh, yeah. The next match Morons is a tag stupid. team match: Wrath and Mortis uh, with James Vandenberg defeated the Faces of Fear, Megan Barbarian, in twelve minutes and twenty-two seconds. Just everybody, shut up right now. Um, <laughs> We have a Ming. We have a Ming sighting. I'm so excited. You know, it's become somewhat of a legend. There is a, a, a there is a particular podcast I listen to from a particular dirt sheet that people love to shit on, and but in it they are fascinated with Ming, and they go back and they watch all of his shit from Nitro, and they're like, "How the fuck was he not world champion, the most popular wrestler ever?" Because everything he did was so either stiff and brutal, but he was just Ming. Like everybody respected Ming in the back. Everybody yeah. like it's crazy. So him and the Barbarian were a great team, a very underrated team, Faces of Fear, that yeah. nobody talks about. Never won a WCW championship in the in the vacuum of titles changing hands all the time back in this era. Like, they just change hands all the time to spike ratings or get a talk or whatever. But Faces of Fear never won the WCW tag titles. Kind of a crime. But uh, I, just, I just feel like Faces of Fear would be like, fuck you, pay me. I, 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 put, I put hard-hitting <laughs> match, went a little long, but they made up for it with their stiff spots. Silly gimmicks with Wrath and Mortis, but both guys actually did very well, especially Mortis, who is Chris Canyon, is very exceptionally talented. I gave it a thumbs in the middle because I enjoyed, as Dusty Rhodes said, the clubrin. Not necessarily in this match, but he said it past, like whenever they do it, when they when they both beat down the opponent in the corner. He's like, "Oh, the clubrin." He used to say it with the nasty boys too. But like, there's spots that I'm gonna let Craig talk about in this fucking match that made me go, <laughs> like, because they were so like just fucking brutal and great. Like, it, and and Mortis is a professional and took all the bumps or whatever. No, forget the money that I know Dave's talked about on past episodes because they tied in with Glacier, Mortis and Wrath. They were kind of feuding with Glacier in the beginning. They paid a lot of money uh. for those fucking suits that Mortis and Wrath came down to the ring wearing. They they paid a movie studio to actually build those. Like so, they was not they were not no, cheap like right. at all. Um, yeah. But Mortis and Wrath were actually a good team. I kind of liked their little gimmick. I really did. Um, and then also Faces of Fear were fucking brutes in here. And you had two guys on one side that knew, okay, we got to take a beating from Barbarian and Ming. And you had Ming and Barbarian that were like, we're going to go beat them. Um, so it was it was perfect. Both I think both teams understood exactly. It wasn't meant to be the match of the night. It wasn't meant to be a barn burner. 
Um, Craig, talk about the spots. I really give it a strong thumbs in the middle. I had fun watching it. No, it was not Eddie and Jericho from the first match or even the Steiners from in, in Harlem from the second. But this was fun. I had fun with this match. Strong thumbs in the middle for me. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it thumbs in the middle. My notes are as follows. Um, can Barbarian count? He messes up two two counts to where the ref has to bail him out during this. Like one is a legit um, complete miss where they then the ref then says his foot was on the rope. And the other one was like, I can't remember what it was. But Barbarian was like, I said, this is a problem. Is he OK? Uh, Mortis was very inventive. Like you forget how good he was and how Can- yeah. Canyon's the one that kind of trained a lot of wrestlers backstage. He does a rocker dropper from the top rope on this. He does a yeah. lot of interesting stuff. Um, there is a chop. Um, oh, before that, I will say that 1997, they already had so much respect for Meng. The things that we see now in memes, the accounts and the stories we've heard, I think this was his apex. The um, uh, Mortis or what was the other guy's name? Breath. Mortis or Wrath? Was, was Adam Bomb and, and, Brian? Or no, Ken. Uh, Adam Bomb. Brian. Is it someone. Brian Clark? Yes, it's Brian Clark. Yes, Brian yeah. Clark. Um, Brian Clark goes over and hits Meng off the off the ring, and he's not, Meng is not in the ring; he's on the side of the rope. And then Heenan and Shivani are like, "Well, look, don't do that. Why do you Why do you mess with Meng? Now, now you're just going to get yours. Like he's going to come <laughs> and then hurt you." And they always everything he said was about his toughness, and even the finish of this match. It was like they fully bought in at this very point to Meng's toughness uh, and who he is, a kind of backstage, which which I'd never really noticed before. Like it took uh, three guys to take him down two where he had his Meng claw in each of them. Yeah. Uh, and then he finally lost that way. But there's a chop that Meng gives to Mortis off the ropes, <laughs> which is one of the biggest, loudest, like most hurtful <laughs> chops I've ever seen. And for that alone, like it, it was in the middle. And Ming, like Ming frog splash Mortis too. Yeah. Like Meng deserves. <laughs> yeah. I hope this was Meng's like greatest. Like just he deserves a lot party. more than he and got. But this was definitely a Meng match. Was it was Meng uh, whipped Mortis into the ropes and backdrop Mortis into <clears throat> Barbarian, who caught him in the powerbomb position, but like yeah. almost dropped him. But then just got angry, yeah. and powered him up, and gave him the highest powerbomb ever. Like <laughs> Jesus. Like yeah. I was like that. The loud, <laughs> like it's the uncomfortable like laugh when you're like, oh man. Like and I watched. It, I was like, yeah. God. Like that's. Just yeah. brutal shit. They didn't plan anything yeah, he just out. They threw him down. He just went with it. Like it was just, uh, it was awesome. It was a, it. I can't even say it was sloppy. It was just stiff and hard hitting. But no, oh, yeah, Mortis more than anybody knew. Word. That's just what it is, right? I gotta do it. Like so, yeah. It was, it yeah. was, a, it was a really fun match. Thumbs in the middle for sure. <laughs> not, not a scientific masterpiece at all. Do it. <laughs> so what do you, you give it, Dave? Go ahead. Also, it, it, it's I, I'll even give it a thumbs up just for just for Ming. I love Ming. I'm a big fan. I, read this I, I, piece of shits. Uh, okay, <laughs> I was gonna ask you really want to read it. <laughs> I sure. think I was getting you guys yeah. too angry. All right. So um, first of all, it's only it's a half star. Um, sure. You know, it's Wait, lucky from, that Canyon. If you're looking this. at it from a wrestling standpoint, okay, I don't disagree with that. But you also need to be entertained by wrestling. So I'm already shooting on his review. And this is, is that from baby fourteen yeah, year old who gave it a half star. Yeah. It's lucky that Canyon was in this match, or it would have outright sucked donkey penis. Oh, way too. I don't. Okay. I'm not opposed to that. Way, way too long and way too much feces of fear. Interesting. The writer, the writer of this is into donkey sex, which is fine. It's illegal, <laughs> but fine. Yeah. Interesting that they put over the no selling Ming and Wrath in the finish, despite the fact that they both absolutely suck. 
I remember Stop how it. some You're internet done. Moving on. Next Just go Max Snack. Yes. <laughs> raving no. about the wrath back in 97. And quite frankly, it's hard to see what the hell they saw on the guy. That would be no. the ditch Stop. in case anyone was interested. The giant. Stop. Okay. You're done. Anyway, <laughs> thank you, Jess. All right. So I've already discredited this dumb fucking moron. Um, no, it's all it's all good, you. but this is fun. This fucking idiot. Is this a different guy? Or the same no, guy. Same guy. Same guy. <laughs> oh fuck. Dumb shit. Um, so good. I thought you were actually randomly picking the people. Next match, well, no, the next match. Same week. dumb shit. The next match was the Giant against Scott Norton in a singles match. Five minutes twenty seven seconds. <laughs> I have two short notes. How is this not a squash match? And thumbs in the middle. Only because once again. They actually were pretty tight, like in this. The giant was not super clumsy. He was calm. Oh, yeah? He was, he was, okay. he was taking his time. I just thought that the stuff on the outside was not necessary. I thought, why protect yeah. Scott Norton? Um, just have him come in there, have the match last a minute or two, have Norton get a couple big mm-hmm. strong moves in to be like, ooh, he might be a threat, and then giant just takes over on him. Choke slam, one, two, three. This did not, five minutes to me was too long for this. I only give it a thumbs yeah. in the middle because it wasn't a... It didn't shit the bed, which I totally thought it was. When they came down to the ring, I was like, well, here we go. This is going to derail this pay-per-view for me. It Maybe because I was in a good mood from everything I saw before that I'm having mercy on this match. Yeah. But uh, I give it a thumbs yeah. up. Go ahead, Craig. I know you're going to get that. Uh, before I get to my uh, opinion on this match, <laughs> I don't want to this. Before this match, there was a Horseman promo. Yeah. Um, oh. Which, because Henning got uh, hurt, attacked. it's so it's uh, yeah attacked. It's Benoit, it's Mongo, and it's Flair. And Benoit goes first and doesn't sell it. And Mongo goes next and doesn't sell it. And holy shit, if my smile didn't come to my face with Mean Gene when Flair, in his, in his, uh, in his wisdom, saved the entire thing, started with a Mean Gene, and still brought it back to how important that feud was. And the entire angle of uh, what, and I don't know if we're going to talk to this when we get to that match, but... Uh, the Horseman yeah. versus NWO no, right. the and the Arn and that thing, this but this up, promo itself. Yes. The whole thing that sorry, the whole thing that set this match up was Arn Anderson gave that famous retirement speech on Nitro a few weeks back, yeah. And then the next week, the NWO did the parody where Kevin Nash dressed up like Anderson and said, "Oh, not my dog spot, not my liver spot, but my spot," and did the whole thing, caused a lot of controversy yeah, not in the my back. Liver spot. So a lot of heat was legitimately was coming spot. into this match. You thought it was going to be good, but so that just sets the table. Go ahead, Craig. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. Yeah. So, um, another just love flair. And then to this match, we were just talking about Jess's love thinking giant Norton was match of the night. My <laughs> notes to this were I did not say that. Is that not what he said? No, or was I, I, I was on a that. He said it, Craig. He D- said Dave's it. reviewer of the week said it, that. My notes said, I enjoy this podcast. Star, Jess. I want to keep enjoying it because of this. I did not watch this match. But see, I skipped but it if completely. You watched it, I'm gonna give it a thumbs down. What Japanese match of the year. <laughs> It's a thumbs down, man. Let's be real about it. I did that. Okay, I did that. Was it a smooth? 
I was still on the Eddie and Chris Jericho high and the Ming chop. Well, there's, high. but to your point, Jess, there, there's there's high points in the match. I mean, the the choke slam is ridiculous. We know that, but Giant hits a pretty decent drop kick here for a yeah. big son of it a bitch. Who choke slams? Who? It should have been Giants a squash match slam. in the sense that Norton attacks him, gets the advantage. Norton's a big, strong guy, legitly, even though he bumps like Kevin Sullivan, and I hate it. Um, like, but well, at, least, oh, at like, least he's bigger than Kevin. He Sullivan could probably pick that. the Giant up, maybe slam him to get the crowd oon and on or whatever, and then. Giant gets up, does the cool drop kick. Here you go, choke slam. One, two, three. Should be two minutes tops. Two minutes tops. Yeah, yeah. That's not what happened. That's not what happened. No, that's not what no. happened. Oh. And the so, giant celebrates. Yeah. Anyway, let me jump on to the next so we don't run too long. The next is yeah. a grudge tag team no disqualification match. Lex Luger and Diamond Dallas Page took on the Macho Man Randy Savage and Scott Hall. Uh, let me read my notes. I enjoy every time DDP and Savage lock up because their feud was fire in 1997. Um, mm. Why follow the tag rules in the beginning if it's no Q- DQ match to begin with? I don't know why they fucking tagged in and out. It makes me nuts. Uh, Hall attacking the refs at the end made me fucking laugh when he snuck behind the second ref who was checking on the other one and he kicked him in the back of the head. I laughed aloud. Like, that was really funny. <laughs> um, him also kicking Luger between the two rings was very funny as well. Um was Zabisco a ref? I don't know. Did I miss something? Like, Zabisco's interference, I get they were doing the storyline with him and Hall, so I did not have a problem, like Craig did, with Zabisco making an appearance. But, like, when Zabisco caused the pinfall and Luger rolled him up from behind, I thought Sting was going to lower down behind Hall, get the crowd to pop, hit, you know, Scott Hall with something, and then someone was going to pin him. But Zabisco rolls in there and counts three. I'm like, so Zabisco's a ref? I don't even get it. I... I liked the match yeah, before that. Fair. I thought it was fun. I thought they could have been a little bit more no DQE, but they did make up for it with the cool Luger getting stomped in the middle of the ring. Hall was funny and sweating buckets, by the way, in this whole match. And for a reason I can't I mean, state, I don't know why. Um, he was on a recent bender. It's all okay. <laughs> I don't know why. I had no idea about his history or anything like that. But uh, and Macho was always Macho was always super cool as a heel. Him and DDP were awesome. They always had intensity. So I liked the match. I thought maybe it shouldn't have been a no DQ match because it made no sense. They could have just done two ref bumps to knock both refs out and did the same thing. And then Hall get behind him and kick him so the ref didn't know he kicked him so he can't disqualify anybody. That would have worked just as well. Why advertise a no DQ match when they really didn't do anything that made it like, oh, that guy should have got disqualified for that. But because the rules are no DQ, he's not going to. I don't know. It's weird. And then Zabisco being the ref, I gave it a thumbs in the middle only because I love Macho Man. I love DDP. I thought their feud was cool. Hall made me laugh a lot, actually. Just he was super loose in here and had fun, it seemed. And when Hall is motivated, he's a great performer. So that's why I gave it a thumbs in the middle. And I'm in a good mood, like I said, because the undercard so far has not let me down. So I don't blame people for shitting on this match, but... It was just misguided with the rules, and Zabisco confuses me. And go ahead, Craig. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> what are you writing right now? He's taking notes, my notes in, My notes in my head. Uh, I'll get this thumbs notes down. Notes why Jess is crazy. And I don't really mean to. Notes why Jess is crazy by Craig. And then you're just <laughs> listing bullet points. He's like, thank you, Jess, for being crazy. <laughs> they really did try. I uh, Luger is so over in this. Yeah, uh, he throws Macho Man out very unsafe to where he hits <laughs> Hall and like hits his like back first, like a very strange to where then uh, Hall like has to talk to him like, are you OK? Because he really fucked you up. Uh, but Luger looks great. Uh, this match should have been good. I was enjoying it. And then I told Jess before we hit uh, start on this podcast and Dave. 
Zabisco has no business being in the ring or even getting yeah. in the ring or even standing up on the apron pretending he's going to get in the ring. And for him to then do that to Hall and then to Hall to not... he Hall became a face by not punching him in the face for five minutes before Zabisco yeah. stepped in the ring. He should have annihilated him minutes before uh, Zabisco actually stepped in and then Zabisco actually makes the pin. It was the... Second only cl- biggest clusterfuck of the night compared to the one after yes. this. Yeah, it was terrible. I know I'm being um, generous. Uh, it could have been good, middle, but it's just because I, I when I see Savage in DDP, thumbs down yeah, for me. When you see Savage in DDP, it's hard. You're right. You're um, right. Craig, it's is, Craig so is good seeing these guys in together. Yeah, it's, they it's tried, a, man. Scott, if you've never down. seen that, yeah, you guys are both correct. Legit. But what I'm what I'm what I'm going to say here to you is, and I won't I won't do the whole thing, but I just think this is hilarious. This this review. Oh please, please. <laughs> he said, he said, that match sucks so much. I've recapped it again in the style of a Swedish chef from the stop. Muppets. Just Please to try stop. to make entertaining. No, I will not indulge you. Don't, don't I will not it. indulge no, you. Don't indulge me at all. <laughs> what the hell was that? Nope, 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 nope. Okay, next match. Okay, no, but what I will stop say real quick before you do that. This is funny. Backstage, Scheme Gene doesn't know anything, but the WCW hotline is open at $1.59 a minute. Stop it. Uh, Jeff made event. Jeff. <laughs> I called you and Jeff. actually, the funny thing is, no, is just, yes, it was a commercial, and he told you to call about the Kurt Henning information. And I immediately thought of like Flair and them in the back because that you know they were last seen in the interview stage of them going <laughs> fucking call the hotline now so we can see what happened to Kurt Henning. Like it's just so ridiculous. Like the whole thing. <laughs> we don't know on this broadcast what's happening, but call the hotline. I have a feeling they do. Like fucking ridiculous. Um, so the main event. Great. The main a event dollar was a, fucking fifty nine, bro. Yeah. Like, come on. To hear Kurt Heading is un like nobody knows where he is right now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, his shoulder shattered. Yeah, shattered, yeah. bro. Shattered. So the main event is what we all came here to see in North Carolina, uh, Flair Country. Uh, leading up to it, like we said to go to this interview, Arn Anderson gave that emotional retirement speech, gave Kurt Henning his spot. The next week, the NWO parodied it, and they put makeup on and cosmetics on, and Nash was uh, Anderson and made fun of his drinking, which um, actually really hurt Anderson in real life because his kids were watching, blah, blah, blah. So there was legit heat in the back over this, too. Is that right? Yes, yeah. So there was oh, legit man. heat in the back over this, and Flair gets emotional and pissed yeah. at anything. Uh, and yeah. anyone he thinks is disrespecting Which, wrestling. Um, so so I get it. It was a serious, like, Anderson legitly retired in the ring, even though he was in character. Yeah. Flair cried behind him. It was a moment. I thought the end of the parody was fucking funny, by the way, because that's what wrestling <laughs> is. So I, to me, I'm like, yeah. fucking deal with it, guys. You guys are winning the war. Yeah. WCW's on fire here. Fucking do it. But I have a major problem with the way they booked this match. So the war games is two rings side by side with the cage lowered to cover both rings with an, like a five foot fucking tall ceiling. Um, so basically what it is, is there are teams of four on this case. It used to be teams of five, but here it's teams of four. They come down to the ring. They flip a coin and face off like you do at the beginning of a football game. And whoever wins the coin gets the advantage. So one from each team starts out. Then every five minutes, fuck, I don't even remember the time. I'm yeah. Five, every five right. minutes, yep. the person who won the coin toss gets the advantage. So I want to say the NWO got the advantage here. So basically after five minutes, a new NWO member comes in. So now it's two on one for five more minutes. Then a WCW guy comes in and they go back until all members have entered. 
once all members have entered, the only way to win a War Games match is submit or yeah. surrender, which is the same thing. So I don't know why. The, the match beyond yes. starts then, so you just. Can only, you can't start. win by pinfall. You can't win by getting out of the cage. You can only win by making someone. The match beyond, So you have one Dave. ref in there running around like a chicken with their head cut off going, are you in a hold? Are you in a hold? Are you in a hold? Like, submit or surrender. Yes, yes. So the, the, Dave's never liked this format, which now that I said it out loud, I'm like, yeah, Dave's right. Um, so, <laughs> so the match was Team NWO, Kevin Nash, Buff Bagwell. They're pulling out the B squad here, folks. Conan and Six versus Ric Flair, Chris Benoit, so, Mongo so you, McMichaels, which you you better have watched. So Mongo wait, the that, time. Well, hey, well, Mongo's a C player, but yeah, back to the Mongo B, and Kurt. But but I want to make sure. But I want to make sure I got this clear. You called Conan a B player. Well, they call him. They always called him famously. Their nickname was the NWO B team. That's what all their the lesser guys were called. <clears throat> No, I want you to. I want you to say Conan's a a, a B yeah. wrestler, the greatest wrestler of all time. Yes, yeah. he is. So God, you so, just don't want him to call in and make fun of you. And and oh, fuck him. Um, so and the last <laughs> member on on the Horseman's team, which was attacked by the NWO earlier in the night, was the new Horseman, Kurt Henning, who during said emotional speech with Anderson took Anderson's spot as the enforcer on the Horseman. So yeah. Kurt Henning hurt his, his elbow, elbow, got attacked by somebody, got, got beat up. And now it's three on four. I heard about Shivani, that. Shivani said it the best. Shivani yeah. said it the best. He's like, why didn't anyone from the WCW locker room come and fill this void in? We're going to figure out why. But here we go. So they do the. I'm just going to read my notes. I hate it when they run someone into a cage, Bagwell, three times, um, and there's no blood. It makes no sense. Don't run him into the cage fucking three times. Benoit ran Bagwell's face into the cage three times, and there's no blood. If you, if Man. you can't read, that was like the best part of the match you, for me, actually, right, but, was just yeah. seeing those two in together. Actually, but you're was, at, you're not wrong. You're 100 percent right. Thought of the, Three times face. I didn't first. know I kind of wanted to see a Bagwell and Benoit match until I saw him face off. I was like, this might be interesting. Yes. Um. So, uh, mm. it was a swerve for the sake of the swerve at the end of this match, which is so stupid. Um, smashing Flair's head in the cage looked cool, but to sacrifice an entire storyline just for a hot swerve for one night makes fucking no sense. Thumbs down. This match was terrible because Mongo was involved and so was Conan. And on top of that, <laughs> the ending the ending made no sense. They they what? swerved what and basically God stop. Just stop go, talking. So thumbs down. <laughs> go ahead go ahead and talk about it and we'll talk about what happened in the match. Yeah, yeah, no yeah tell us what's up. Go ahead. It was amazing. I believe this one PWR match of the year, Dave. Can you check? <laughs> Reach yeah, a stupid it, shit it, review, it, Dave. Oh, your internet's down? <laughs> yeah. It did not. Uh, <laughs> here's <laughs> it was awful. War Games the Match Beyond started with the Four Horsemen. It's a match created with the Four Horsemen in mind. Four Horsemen kind of need to be involved in almost every War Games. I mean, notwithstanding NXT, but they they made it. To see them done dirty as they were done in this match uh, was ridiculous. And the entire purpose, Whoa. to Jess's point, of the booking of adding Kurt Henning, and then having Kurt Henning beat up, and then having Kurt Henning come in, and then having Kurt Henning reveal himself as on the opposite side, and then having Kurt Henning throw handcuffs to everybody, and then having the rest of the NWO to ask what whether they, they surrender have? or submit to the rest of the <laughs> WCW, when all they actually had to do, if you have any brain in your head, is, hey, Kurt Henning, do you submit? Yes! Yeah, I surrender. Fuck, I, 
It's oh, over I right never there. thought of that. That's fucking genius. <laughs> the fucking I, dumbest thing you in the are on world. Another level, and I love you for it. Like you're fucking right. Like why the fuck? <laughs> they could have still slammed Flair's head in the cage after they got the win. It didn't yeah. matter at that point. Even, like, yes. even funnier, they, they could have yeah. had like a pinky like hold and just been like, do you submit? Yeah. Uh, they, yes. Did they not and do they, the finger They didn't even need like to beat him later? up to his elbow because he could have just yeah. gone in before Flair and beat everyone up as and revealed himself. Yeah. It was it was horrible. Yes. But they Hard. sacrificed, like, if you would have turned Henning face and left him as the enforcer, people would have bought it, and they could have feuded because the heat in the back and what the crowd saw of the parody of the moment of Anderson retiring, people were into it. People loved it. They yeah. could have easily yes. fucking just kept Henning as part of the horseman, and they could have toured everywhere. Flair did legitimately yes. take time off. I think he had another inner ear problem here, and he certainly yeah. did after the fucking cage slam. Um, if he didn't before, but, but they, but Wait, they yeah, no, I tried sorry, to rewind no. it a couple of times. Sorry, they hit no, him I take right it back. The- he actually had cosmetic surgery. I'm being dead serious. They, yeah, they oh. said it was an inner ear problem. He actually had cosmetic. I think he had like the scars and his eyes lifted or something like that. Legitly, he had cosmetic surgery. I'm not making a joke. So he was going to take a couple months off for a while anyway. So they made the whole cage slam as like a reason for him to leave. But they de- they disbanded the horseman after that. I'm like, why? They were so afraid to damage the NWO when all the NWO were at heart were heels, which they need their come up in sometimes. Every now and then the heels need to get their ass kicked to be put in the place. So I'm not saying if they cheated to win real quick here is fine. Mm. They could still keep their heat that way, but they were so scared and it ultimately led to WCW's downfall and the in the 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 crumbling apart of the NWO storyline, which was already getting redundant here in 1997. Like they were so afraid to hurt them that they sacrificed anything, including the storyline with Henning that would have worked. What did Henning's turn do? Nothing. So it was so over. What? It was over. Like the next week, nobody cared about Henning. In Winston Salem, by the way, in fucking Winston Salem. Yes. So what? So what you're saying is the NWO is 2020 COVID. Yes. And let me let me read a quote here before I go to you. I forgot. Uh, so Nash, afraid to do anything about it that it's going to fucking kill that. everything Nash else. Was on, Nash was oh, on the microphone sorry. out here, and he said, "He said death of the horsemen right here in their backyard." And I was like, "Right, that was your fucking dumb plan, wasn't it? Like, right, you're totally right. Yeah. Exactly what you want, yeah, Kevin. For no reason, for no reason, like it." It didn't make any sense. They didn't have to turn Henning heel, is my point. They didn't have to waste a War Games cage match to not, like, have a nice, well, vicious match. E- even start, even you know. if Flair takes time off, you can still have the horseman, in, you know, in tow while he's out. Now Henning's got to, a renewed to, purpose. I'm the enforcer, guys. Flair's out for a while. I'm yeah, yeah. Like, and, and you, what would and Anderson you put do? perfect at the Anderson helm. would rally the troops. He would get these guys or whatever. You could have gone on for and months you, and house shows. And you have Anderson and do pay-per-view. spots on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. They could have done that, but instead, Just, Henning joins right away. Flair goes out. Henning and Flair did yes. have some matches like for the next few pay-per-views after, but it didn't matter because the horsemen were disbanded and they killed Flair in horseman country. It doesn't make any sense. They they didn't respect Arn enough to give the horsemen the victory yes. that night or to even make it like, even if a last second uh, Kurt swerve instead of getting him beat up, coming in last, and then immediately, and then that whole drawn out of 10, 15 minutes of beating them up. It was all, I mean, disrespect. (laughs) I didn't even think about the Henning. I didn't even think about Henning just saying like, yep, I quit, because he was ridiculous. I quit. Like, you're right. You're totally right. Because he's on the other fucking team. you're totally right. Hey, guys, what's up? That's fucking 
Deuces. So, so like gotcha. overall, like honestly, like I, I, I enjoy this pay per view far more than I thought I would because the first, like, even with the Ultimate Dragon and Alex Wright, the first like four matches delivered. I, I like them. <laughs> I mean, I like them. Uh, Jericho and Eddie was a standout for sure. Harlem Heat and Steiners, I loved. I loved it. The creativity of that match. Um, Mortis and Faces of Fear was just a fun little romp in the park. Like you know, it was, <sighs> yeah. So I, I thought it was surprisingly the energy of the pay per view, the crowd, and what they did. Except the last two matches kind of started to fall apart, which was WCW's kind of thing back then. They had a strong right. card, but yeah. their main events with the older stars didn't deliver very well um, because the egos and the yeah. NWO can't lose and that whole mentality. I think that's exactly it. You couldn't figure out the finishes to have someone accept what's best for the storyline and what's happening right then. And you had that in the last two matches. Like, like the right? NWO like, would have been done. I mean, I, like if they lost, like the NWO would have, no more NWO. Are you fucking joking me? They would have still right. infected the entire Just game. one night in Winston-Salem and you can, you can get the heat back the next night on Monday. Mm-hmm. Without Hogan is not even there to complicate right. things. Like they were that scared. Yeah. Shut up, Dave. Shut up. <laughs> Shut that up, was review guy. Easy, but yeah. but uh, I hope you enjoy. Everybody, go back. It's worth Actually, a watch. This no. Worth what did uh? What was Homeboy's reaction to the last match? Dave? Oh. <laughs> it was the best thing uh, I've ever seen. Finally, something. <laughs> so Henning slams Flair head in the cage door. Anyway, half a star. Oh, sorry, two and a half stars disappointing the nwo did nothing in this match bar six taking a few reasonable bumps crowd hates the finish because it absolutely sucks and that's the end of the show he can't really tell you why I, I, again I'll, I'll be honest i don't disagree with him on that one <laughs> and he gave the overall pay-per-view a c plus rating no I, better than I that be a solid b yeah yeah if we're gonna do that rating, i don't we, we yeah don't do the under I, I would say i give the pay-per-view a if I'm being negative, a thumbs like in the middle. Thumbs. But if I'm being happy, a thumbs up because there are three matches that I can tell you to go watch right now that are like a thumbs time. 45 degrees up. Like yeah. not completely. Yeah, up, not, like, not the like, middle, but not totally like, up. But like, it's like yeah, 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 yeah. Craig's got it right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm down so with that. The three matches: Jericho and Guerrero, Steiners and Heat, and um, um, gosh, Giant and I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> that was and, great. Uh, the Mortis and yeah, I said three matches, right? And then the Mortis tag match with the uh, the Faces of Fear was pretty fun to watch. It was entertaining. It wasn't. It's yeah. It, it was good. It's not as bad as you remember WCW during right. that period. Uh, there were a lot of hit and miss. Uh, other than the last two, there was some good wrestling. Um, I yeah. don't. I don't think. I, I'll say thumbs up. I'll, I'll, hero. It a, I'll give it a thumbs towards the up because. I, but the sad thing about it is what the hard part is. The main event takes such a huge dump, and. <laughs> The, the the plethora of talent on the top of the card, you know, going into it is so great, and that's what saves it. And that's not the way it's supposed to work. I mean, it was just being right. I just I, that that's that's my problem with it. That's why I have a hard time giving it a thumbs up. Where on that, the other channel, yeah, on the other channel, WWF was a shitty undercard because they had just a crappy characters and a weird undercard. But then their main event guys, like Brett and Taker, for example, in SummerSlam '97, and Sean and all them, they would they would hit it out of the park. Like the main events would be that's a great point. Huge. Where WCW was the pole. That's a great point. The undercard and the cruiserweights were like yes, and then you got to all the big egos and the big marquee matches, and you're like, eh, these guys didn't really do that well. They're not very athletic. So incredibly different. Yeah. yeah, people bought the pay per view because of Flair and Flair Country and all that kind of, and went to their event. It's why competition they, they, was so brilliant back here. Unfortunately, I mean, they caught they caught the good stuff at the beginning of the match, not the end. Not in, why not give Horseman a final send off with Arn 
having to retire his spot. It makes no why sense. Why can't Arn get in there somehow and give someone the fucking spot? I was just going to say that. It's disrespectful. Yeah, let Arn come in there like when it looked bleak for the horseman. Yeah. And then Ann comes, he didn't have Arn to touch anyone. Arn comes in somebody and rolls out and leaves. Like, yeah, it'd be awesome. Yeah. Or if, even if he just stood there, he didn't have to touch anyone. Yeah. If Flair eventually, like, just a, a distraction. Yeah. Yep. I love yeah. it. Lots of ways to do it. <clears throat> Hindsight, right? I like the way, by the way, Dave brought a fourth member of this podcast in somehow with the reviewer guy, which I will not ask him who Some it is. Asshole. I don't care who yeah. it is. He's a dumb shit. I'm, um, I, I, I just going to tell you, I'm going to continue to try to do that every time we do these. I think it's fun. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I've never seen you so happy during the he podcast. Likes all pissed is, off. Is to he rile up Jess. I like yeah. it. That's right. Hit us up on Instagram at OWG. I'm a peaceful man. <laughs> Click on Leaktree. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on several platforms, including Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. And don't forget, we're also part of the WrestleHub family, all about wrestling podcasts. Catch them at the WrestleHub on YouTube and Instagram. This is Dave, Jess, Craig, and some unknown douchebag. <laughs> With the OWP. My name is Mark Marcus. I'm good. I like hey, to report your shit. Have a good one. Mark Marcus. ADWZ. Fucking dumb shit. And stop. In my opinion, stop. Chuck Palumbo is probably the biggest worker ever. Hey, Dave, DM me. Let's watch the network together. (laughs) I want to watch the network with you. I'm just some guy who has a blog. Your hair smells good, bro.